This week in Hey the Parents, we are talking about having boys. We're looking at you, boy dads and boy moms. So before you decide who's heir to the throne, we need to chat about what it's like to raise boys. How expectations are different? What's with all that blue? Go sports? Should we be okay with boys being boys? Not on our watch. And of course, we talk about when we were younger, mishaps with our own kids, and what the supposed experts say. Because it's the three of us and all of you. I'm Michael Height. I'm Sarah D. And I'm Mike Levine. Kids don't come with a handbook, so we need your help. Where do babies come from? Where do you think they come from? Is this a kissing book? Mama! Mama! What? Hi. I learned it by watching you. There are no rules in this house. Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. We sent them to the best boarding schools. We hired the best nannies. We did everything right. Hey, mom! The meatloaf! No drinking, no drugs, no kissing, no tattoos, no piercings, no ritual animal slaughters of any kind. Together, we can rule the galaxy as father and son. This is Hey Other Parents, an honest, messy, imperfect show for raising kids. Hey, welcome back. It's us again. What's up? So uh, this episode, we were talking about having boys this week. We did a girls episode um, a few weeks ago. We thought, you know, let's look at it from another perspective. And uh, with all that, we'll probably look at it from yet another perspective down the road. So (laughs) it has been, uh, it's been snowy in the Northeast. Um, I'm sure there's lots of snow all over the place, but it's been nice. We haven't had snow in a while. And uh, this... Uh, this weekend, my kitties got outside, and uh, once the snow stopped and I did the shoveling, it was time to get their snow pants on and their paraphernalia. That's fun. It, you know what? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. Like, it is so easy to jump into grumpy, grumpy dad mode because, like, once you shovel, you're like, I'm done. Like, you're, you know, yeah. your gloves are wet, your pants are wet, the jacket's a little wet. You know, you're yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. done. I don't need these again until at least tomorrow because I'm not going back out there. And then the kids walk up to you with, like, slightly, like, pouty faces because they want to go outside. And you're like, of course I want to go outside in my wet gloves. I can't wait. This will be fun. So we went. So my wife and I, um, we got them all ready to go outside. Got all our uh, snow pants that we've continuing this process of like hand me down snow pants. Found the gloves. Found the earmuffs. Got the hats. So we get them outside, and um, Jacob and Ethan get this idea that they're gonna um, use this little snow sled that we have. It's like a little plastic, like rafty looking thing, and they're gonna make this ramp that Noah's gonna go after to go Aww. over. So they build this Aww. like this rampy thing, and they're like that pulling him awesome. around. It was a lot of fun. He had a good time. He was like, um, I think he was a little apprehensive at first, but they pulled him and then they uh, got him to like the top of the of the ramp and then they pulled and he went flying. I think he had such a great time. Um, but I think after once he was like, all right, I'm good. I don't want to risk any personal injuries. So uh, our friend Michelle and Frank, they gave us a while ago. There's I don't know if you guys have ever seen these. They're these like um, like water bottles, like the spray bottles. But you basically yeah. put in like color, like the, I guess it's like food. Oh dye. yeah. And you okay. like spray the snow. And why yeah. that's fun, I don't know. But I was jealous. I wanted to spray the snow. There's something about <laughs> like just coming. Like I don't know. I guess it's like you're not gonna be in trouble. You get color everywhere. But I had a lot of fun with that. That's kind of fun. So if you ever now, see quick, that like at five quick below. Quick question: Did yeah, you take the opportunity to uh, sit on the porch and drink diet coke? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> to show them how to shovel. You know what? I did. I actually did, which is funny because no. last week's episode was about chores. Um, I did. So uh, Jacob, I, I summoned. I sounds like a genie. He, I asked him to come outside <laughs> with me, and um, I had him do like you know like a smaller amount. So like he did like 
um the what like the the stoop of our of our house is like on a couple steps so i had right. him kind of like just take the the, the snow and kind of push it off there onto the side um and i did like you know the the driveway and then like the the, the path leading to the neighbors and stuff right, but, right. um it i it's funny because like i totally heard my dad in that moment he's like <laughs> don't pick up the snow what are you throwing it you're gonna hurt your back don't raise yep. your shovel over your head bend yep. with your knees oh yeah I instantly yep. became like but, but still, like, I couldn't even believe my delivery was lacking. So this yeah. was, like, the moment of, uh, of like, wow, now that you're a boy, you're gonna, you know, this, yeah, wow, this episode is all yeah. about that, I guess, apparently. Yeah. Apparently this episode's about boys snowing shovels, I guess. I don't know. But it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely interesting having him out there, and I really appreciate it. But I don't know if it was, like, a bad omen, because um, when we were in the middle of, sho- of shoveling, the handle broke on, my, on the shovel I was using. <laughs> <That's her. laughs> oh, man. So... I had to use like the nub, the nub and the rest of the shovel, but we got, we got the job done. I, as I anticipate with, uh, you know, snow in New York, this is probably, I should even jinx it. This is probably the last snow we're going to get this season anyway. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's probably true. So speaking of boys and shovels and, uh, you know, Diet Coke, uh, this episode is all about raising boys. I don't know where the Diet Coke part fits in, but raising boys. And this episode <laughs> is uh, all about it. And it's, it's uh, you know, we, we have an article that we're going to um, tap into this week. Um, kind of like give us some positive resources and how to how to handle um, some of those things that people kind of always think about um, with like trying to you know raise raise good boys and that grow up to men and this that and the other and how to make it so that um, you know you feel good about your your effort as parents and what you bring into this world. But you know, oh wait, hold on. Pulling on up is Doc Brown with the 80 miles per hour time machine oh. because we are Whoa. rolling back in town. <laughs> I know you like how I like totally take that because every moment you guys get, you're like, it's not Wayne's World, man, Wayne's World. So <laughs> let me tell you, going back in time, and I'm just thinking, like, it's really an interesting thing to think about, like, um, you know, perception versus like, you know, what your parents went through. But I, I distinctly remember a couple things of uh, of growing up, and one of them had to do with sports and in this podcast you may have heard it sarah and i joke all the time of my lack of knowledge of sports because it is it is quite fitting that i am probably (laughs) the least knowledgeable sports person on this planet um but the uh the thing is i remember growing up is my parents always tried to get me into like sporty activities um and it was almost like they went down the list like we never quite got to (laughs) archery but i feel like we did everything and it was like it always ended it was like soccer soccer was like get out there, play soccer. And I remember distinctly running and running and running and running and like nothing, not getting anywhere and just like constantly running back and forth. I probably shouldn't just stay in my position. And uh, just just crying. My parents were like, get out there. And it always ended in one thing, a Slurpee, which is a wonderful yes. thing. Now you know I have an affinity to 7-Eleven. And then, uh, oh, you know, T-ball was great until they took the T away and turned to baseball and that was hard. Um, and Aww. I remember once I grew, I went out to be, uh, to try you know, cause they had this thing where they're like, does anyone want to try out to be the pitcher? And so like, you can just try it. I remember winging the ball and was hitting a parent on the side. <laughs> oh, so awesome. my, so out, outfield, left outfield for me, baby. So, um, <laughs> but I did eventually get into swimming and swimming became like my thing. And I swam for years. Um, and it's like, it's a wacky thing. Cause like swimming is, a you know, another sport that's a little bit like, you know, back in the time, you know, catching a lot of slack for the bathing suits and stuff like that, that you wore. But, um, I love swimming, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I remember it was a different path. My sister, my sister was like, it must be like the Sarah D uh, version of growing up. It was like, you can do ballet, you can do dance, you can do, you know, it wasn't like, <laughs> you're going to go out there. Oh, I did play basketball too. That was also a disaster. But, um, you know, a lot of those things, but. Did you guys have this experience? Like, I know, Sarah, we talked about this last episode. Like, did your brother, was he, like, ushered into, like, 40 things um, growing up? 
I don't know if he was like ushered into it. I just know like for the sports, I think it was like my dad loved baseball. Anthony went into it and that was kind of like it. That was just his thing. He loved baseball. Baseball was his sport um, and handball. I don't think he actually really ever played basketball or like football like as a pickup game or anything like that he was never in the league so oh but handball that's like a yeah. that's a very yeah. like manly man's kind of thing right you go to the I park know. you do like you talk smack you, you know did exactly you play, did well, you that play was with a, your dad that, did he go with your dad teenage, to the park and stuff no that was a teenage year thing you know like hacky sack and like handball okay. yeah, yeah, you go yeah. in there and you know yes yeah, so you talk to smack and stuff like that i never yeah. saw him play handball because i wasn't allowed out to the park <laughs> Oh man! Just playing hacky sack in a room by yourself up against the wall, like oh, <laughs> <laughs> waving by myself goodbye. as a teenager. Oh, no. <laughs> could have been, it could have been a reason, boys. This is more like therapy for Sarah episode. It really is. Oh no! Uh, uh, She's probably like bouncing my nose, her hands. My nose, nose like pressed against no the window. No one will ever see me do this ever. I'm like, hey world! <laughs> so what are you, Mike? Were you like, was it like uh, baseball or bust, or what was it like growing up? I wasn't really like a sports guy, I think, like you, but I think I was kind of, it kind of, like, my mom was just like looking to put us in stuff, so she's like, oh, why don't you try sports? But I think there were some other things, like, I wanted to try and kind of figure out, but I, but just sports kind of wound up being the route that we chose, and then we all did baseball, my brothers and I did baseball, uh, I did hockey, I really wound up liking hockey, but, uh, you know baseball kind of killed it for us with the sports because it's like you're in the you're in the outfield you're picking dandelions and uh <laughs> you saw me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then it's funny because i i think about you know now and i know we're talking about the past and we'll talk about this as we get on but it's like oh man did i push sports on my son too like you know did i push baseball on lucas you know uh i don't know it, kind of i guess they say history repeats itself i guess you know you think as a parent you're you almost feel this pressure of like having to at least have your child experience a number of things yeah. and yeah. like whether they do it or not just like the experience of it the problem is that with sports and a lot of these like types of activities you can't really like sign them up for like one day you yeah. kind of have to sign them up for a season like a sampler yeah. um but they're <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a sampler pack. Like yeah. They should do like a buffet, like like a flight, yeah. a flight of a flight of sports. Of course, when you say that loud, you realize that I'm not the sporting guy. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to sit down for your sport flight? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but when it comes to that, I mean, it's like um, the main ones that you always kind of like think about are like baseball, basketball, right, and like you know soccer. Those are like the main the main ones that I feel like every parent feels some sort of pressure to have their kids do. Yeah, I think like the main thing is to just get them involved in something. And I think that's what my mom was trying to do back in the day. And I think that's what we try to do as parents. But I think some of us get wrapped up in like, oh, uh, well, I did baseball when I was younger. So my my son should be the best baseball player, mm, you know, yep. or. Yeah. Or worse, when the parent is like wasn't successful. Yes. but They somehow want to live vicariously as yes. a second shot for themselves. Yes, yes. But do you think like as a parent, like do you think the kids really learn those lessons when they're young? You build it, right? You build it in when they're young at this age. Yeah, they may not learn the lesson fully but they get a sense of it and they get a sense on their level and then as they get older and as they progress and they they get more of an understanding of what teamwork and adversities and winnings and things like that so that they can be successful in their own lives and i i think that's what 
happens i don't know i think so too i think like a lot of times uh like when they're little you're trying to learn all the skills and i don't know about the teamwork stuff but like you you think that you're gonna raise this kid and you like something that they're gonna like it as well you know and you have to kind of deal with that yeah taylor actually you know ellie's been really taking off on basketball and taylor was like taylor was like a basketball star when she was younger not like a basketball star but like you know she she enjoyed it she loved the sport and um you know uh, that's why you've been playing basketball outside your house (laughs) yeah it's been Uh crazy but uh so ellie's been really taking off with it and you know I think Taylor, I, her and I had this conversation of like, hey, you know, T- Ellie's her own little girl. She's going to do her own thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, let her just learn and love the sport as it is. Let's not force it on her, you know. So um, I think that's what we need to realize as uh, with our boys, with our children, with anybody. Like, we can't kind of infringe our own ideas of how they should play and just let them play and do what they want you podcast you little child <laughs> no so the uh, the thing that yeah. i was going to mention too that um besides like sports because there's so many other different aspects of it is another topic that kind of comes to mind is um and it sounds like such a silly thing but stuffed animals and like bedding and like the things that you know that are always like you know like like with the whole the world is like well you know after a certain age boys can't play with uh, those those toys or stuffed animals <laughs> i distinctly remember um i had like pound puppies and i had like you know the all my stuffed animal tiger and all this stuff. And I remember distinctly, like, I think I was, must've been like maybe second grade. And I remember my parents kind of like, um, wait, I think must've just waited till like I had the flu or I was sick or something with something like a big sickness. And that was the excuse to like, take all of the stuffed animals off my bed, like quasi permanently. <laughs> and, and that was Aww. it. And it was like, now you're, now you're, now that you're in second grade, you're a real man. No, no! but it was, uh, there, there's no! this like, I hate to say it, but there's like, I mean, my parents were only doing what they thought was best, obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah. I feel like there's this like nervous energy that you're going to grow up like you're going to raise a child to be like kind of girly or sissy if to boy. And that's like maybe that was a belief back when we were younger. But um, I, I would have I could have been fine with having my stuffed animals taken from my from my hands when I was little. You know, Aww. did you remember that? Did, did something that happen for you or, or Sarah for your brother? Did you guys remember? I can think of my my brother cry. So I can think of one story actually. Okay, so so they're like, oh, stop being a crybaby. He's always crying, whatever. And it was not the time that I punched a boy for my brother. But it was the time Ooh. that the next door neighbor, Tommy, he hit me with a Nerf baseball bat right in the face. And I Whoa. cried. Oh, my God. And, um, so I went back crying to my like we, we had Angelina. She was like a like a nanny or like a helper for my mom, like with us. And my, I guess my mom was out like shopping or something. And I'm like, Angelina, Tommy hit me. And. She's like, where's your brother? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, my face is, like, <laughs> on fire. So she gets Anthony, and she's like, you're the boy. You go back there. She, like, handed him a bat. She goes, and you hit Tommy right back. And um, my brother started crying because he didn't want to hit Tommy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was crying because I was like, what the heck? Like, I still see me some ice, Angelina. <laughs> you're going to go out there, and you're going to punch Tommy in the face. <laughs> so I don't think... I don't think Anthony ever went over to Tommy. I think he just cried. And I think my mom came just in time and she was like, no, we can't do that. You know, um, yeah. man, Angelina was trying to teach him a lesson in life there. Defend your sister. <laughs> well, <laughs> when dad punched him in the face, it's cool. Probably a call like CPS. The, um, the thing that's crazy <laughs> is, uh, 
<laughs> also, like we, I think we talked about this too with um with with like how girls um you know raising girls. There was, was a conversation about like the clothes are in the store and like what's available and like what you wear. Um, and I think for for another thing that to to think about too that um I remember is what was on television, the stuff you were watching. And I remember distinctly, um, you know, I, watching He-Man, um, and He-Man is now it's so funny to watch the old episodes because, like, their animation, like, the way they run is just so, like, <laughs> janky. But I remember, yeah. like, um, soon, I, I don't remember, it was definitely the peak, peak He-Man time of my childhood. Um, She-Ra came out. And I remember Shira was like, whatever. It's just like He-Man's sister, another, another, you know, it was like part of the metaverse. So anyway, so you go to, so the Shira becomes a big thing. And then um, I wanted to like go see the Shira, the Shira movie in a movie theater. And I remember like nervous to ask because it was sounding so girly, you know? And it, was like, and it was like not a big deal because everyone was watching then. But like there was definitely this like this feeling that surrounded it, which is so wild, you know? No, I get that because even when I was younger too, like I wanted to watch, I don't know why, 90210. Like I watched 90210. Oh, listen, wait, that. hold up. No, you're right. So, no, listen, listen, take it out. Wait, wait, when you were younger, when were you watching this? Um, when it was live? Yeah, I guess. But For it was real? Live. Yeah. Yo, check it out. I remember For my mom and my sister, right? So they would watch 90210. And then I was told, like, I had to leave the room. So, like, I would go. Um, so our house, my parents' house was a split. They would watch 90210 in the middle level. And I would sneak to the edge of the stairs. And they couldn't see me. And I put my pillow down and my blanket. And I sat there on my on my elbows. And I proceeded to watch all the episodes of <laughs> they were watching. I'm like, this is some good knowledge to find yeah. out what's going on, you know? Brandon, I'm like, should Brandon, I be watching? <laughs> should I be watching football? Or should I be watching Brandon? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you look at him and you're like, Dreamy. I don't know. P- uh, people, yeah, seriously. They're like, man, uh, teenagers in California sure look older than a teenager in New York. Yeah. Like Ian, whatever, was like 35 when he was yeah. like 18. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think as like, as I think as a young boy, you know, I, I think our kids and raising young boys, I think you you need to make them aware that it's okay to like, you know, watch all these things and, and do all these things. And there's no specific rule book for how to be a boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, there is. You go out there and you think, okay. <laughs> so that is accurate. But, um, at the same regard, yes, it is okay to do all these things, the things that we joke about, right? It is okay to be in sports. It's okay to, like, have hobbies, and of course. Um, I have an idea. Well, let's take a look at this article because there's some really great things in this article, and we are going to jump into that for a little bit, and we'll uh, we'll talk about our presence, see how it relates. Does that work for you guys? That sounds, that sounds yeah. good. good. Let's go yeah. with the flow. So there's an article this week, and it's kind of an interesting one. Um, the article is called Raising Boys to Be Good Men. Here is one way to do it. So it's on CNN. Um, you know, some of the things that we, we even – so in the article, we're like, oh, what's your perspective on this? What's, what's your perspective on this? And we were kind of thinking about, like, how we maybe have just different viewpoints. So one of the main things in this article, which I kind of liked, um, I think I brought this up maybe with a food episode, was um, admitting when you mess up. And it's very easy to, like, do as I say, not as I do um, in a lot of these circumstances. But one of the things in this article, which I liked about, um, was... That and I almost think about like when I was we were talking about cooking and teaching our kids stuff, how I messed up cooking uh, meatballs one night and the kids laugh about it. Um, and it was like really nasty, didn't come out good. And I gave them peanut butter and jelly. And I was like, you know what, guys, if it, come out, <laughs> if it comes out bad, we're just gonna eat whatever. I'll admit to messing up. And I think that's not easy as parents because one of the things that um, you feel 
like this like they, the kids look up to you and when people look up to you you feel like that means that you're almost infallible and and in this article it really goes into saying like no that's op- that's completely the opposite you ha- your kids have to learn they're learning mostly by watching you and seeing how you react to things not like the things that you tell them admitting fault or showing when you're wrong yeah there was uh there was there's one time where i actually got so angry with uh taylor and i so my wife and i got so angry with lucas uh, that I actually blew up on both of them and I was just reflecting on like what I said and why I was angry. And then, you know, when I got home, I sat them at the table, both of them. And I said, listen, um, and I looked at Lucas and I told him, you know, it's, it's okay to get angry. People get angry. You're going to run into a lot of people who may blow up on you, freak out, but it takes a real man to admit when he's wrong. And I said, I need to apologize both to you and your mother because I should have never screamed at you guys that way or got angry with you that way. And, uh, you know, and I hope he really took that in as a lesson. I think he did, you know, because I admitted to him that I was wrong. I mean, I wasn't happy with their decisions and I stated that, but I should have never acted that way towards them. And I wanted him to realize that, you know. That's pretty smart. I think it's easy. I like the way that you describe that, too, about like. Um, it takes a real man because like in the context outside of like this conversation, I feel like that's like completely the wrong message that you need to say to people. But like admitting, setting your, setting your child back on forth and saying it takes a real man is like, this is, this is what you should be not like right. real men don't cry, boy. You know, this right. is like, you know, this is a, a good, a good way to, to kind of like tap into that. Um, yeah. Because, because again, real quick, he, his, his. You know, he's going to run into so many different perceptions and ideas in school and friends and and other people's fathers. But I want him to know that his father is teaching him, hey, it's okay to admit you're wrong and to say you're sorry and to admit when you messed up. So... I think that's why the, um, the article was trying, you know, because they were interviewing Dr. Shelley Flace. I'm um, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. And the book this year was Nurturing Boys to Be Better Men, Gender Equality Starts at Home. And just to your point, Mike Levine, is that what she's saying is that she doesn't want bo- her boys to be raised closed off. And if you guys are modeling or even the moms are modeling the behavior of like op- ha- sharing emotions, saying when emotion is the right way to express it or the wrong way, perhaps, and owning a time that you've messed up i think that's showing emotional intelligence to our children that's pretty good particularly boys when they're being raised in a society at times (laughs) i think things are developing now but like you know they're still being raised in a time where you know boys will be boys men shouldn't cry you know and we're trying to get a little better as a society i think with that but you know there's still conflicting ideals i think that like with a lot of these things too, um, Sarah, that you brought up. I think I feel like um, it's weird because in some ways, like we talk, we try. You know, it, it is like a joke, obviously, about like you know, about just take that, take that pain and anger and you shove it down to the bottom of your stomach like your par- like your dad did before you. And like the yeah. idea is that like some of the things that you know we talk about with our own kids, I feel like some of those conversations are for the four walls of your house, and like there's conversations you have that are a little deeper or, or modeling that happens when you're no you're not in public and you're not like around other people to hear you having these conversations yeah. and i think it's okay especially when you're not when you you know when you don't have an audience 
to show vulnerability and, and to do these things with your kids. One thing that I, I think is tricky, and maybe you guys can speak to this too, is sometimes like when a moment does occur, because everybody has, everybody's kids are different. Sometimes like you have these moments where like you're at the dinner table and like, you know, you're all there. And then something comes up and then you're like, oh, man, like one kid doesn't take it the same way as the other kid. And you're trying to like, yeah. you're trying to like separate. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes like you can't say we're going to talk about this later because then you don't, you know, and, it, and it's weird because like inevitably that's what families are, right? You, you see all the messy stuff for everybody, but it, it's hard because yeah. like you are almost trying to deal with like a moment with like maybe your older one and then your middle one sitting there, your younger one's just like listening and, and you're kind of trying to like not exclude them from the conversation, but like put things in terms that maybe they would understand and be like, you know, look, he's upset. Yeah. I know you're not, but like stuff does like this does happen and we have to be, re you know, we have to be open to how he's feeling right now. And if he's upset, like, you know, he's rightfully so. And maybe you're not in the moment, maybe you don't get this, but you know, don't, don't take away from the fact of how your brother's feeling right now or something like that. Cause it, it's hard. Cause sometimes you want to be like, all right, you two leave the table, you, you stay, but you can't do that. You know, do you mm. have moments like that with your own kids? Like when you're, when you're, when you're like, you deal with a situation and you're like, ah, this is not really for everyone, but it kind of is cause we're all here. I kind of embrace that whenever, whenever one has a situation, uh, I, I have everybody at the table because I remember as a middle child, you know, I kind of learned from my, my brothers being in between. I learned from my older brother. I learned from mm -hmm. my younger brother. It was kind of like, you know, everybody hates the middle child syndrome, but it's actually like, I think one of the best syndromes, <laughs> you know, not only that, I kind of call it like the family council. Like I want my five fem members in this household to know that you can go to anybody you know, you could go to your brother, you could go to your sister, you could go to your mother, you could go to your father. And that's what we are here for. We're here to support, to love, to back you up, to help you with whatever you need. And when one of us has a problem, we all got a problem and we need to help each other figure it out. You know, and that that came through with Lucas and his uh, bullying incident in fourth grade. You know, when he first started the fourth grade, he didn't know how to handle this kid. Mm. And we were talking at dinner. Hayden, Hayden was there. Elliot was there. We're all kind of giving advice. And, you know, and then he wound up, you know, help, uh, figuring it out among and using the advice that we got gave him at that table. You know, um, as far as making sure the younger ones understand it, that's difficult. You know, uh, I kind of just... You know, it is what it is. It's it's reality, you know, you and they just kind of take it in and process it the way they are. But yeah, so uh, in the beginning of fourth grade for Lucas, he wound up, um, he came home one day. We were all, uh, Taylor had made dinner. We sat at the table, Elliot, me, Hayden, and everybody. And he just started crying. He was having a tough time wow. with fourth grade. The work was hard. Um, uh, he, uh, some his friend was, his best friend wasn't in the class and, uh, you know, whatever other issues, but most importantly, he had this one kid who was just like bothering mm -hmm. him. And, um, and then we just started going over, like, what are the, how can we handle the bullying issue? You know, did you tell the teacher? He's like, dad, I told the teacher. I was like, okay, well, did you tell him to stop? It's like, yeah, I told them to stop. And, and I'm like, all right, we got we to gotta come up with a list of rules of what to do. So you, the first thing is you tell the guy to stop. He doesn't stop. No problem. Move away from him. Can you move away from him? You can't move away from him. No problem. Tell the teacher. 
okay? And if you, even after the teacher doesn't do anything, we, all of us at the table came up with make a scene. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what's, what's make a scene? And he's like, well, and I told them when you're in the hallway, and this kid's bothering you, just start screaming, stop bothering me. What are you doing? Leave me alone. And I, and I can, I can 100% assure you some teacher will come running over. Everybody will look at him. Sort of that embarrassment kind of gets yep. now turned on him because everybody's now looking at him like, why are you bothering Lucas? You know, what are you doing to him? And, uh, and it, sure enough, like the next day he goes in, he makes a scene and it just so happened my wife had gotten off the phone with the teacher because we were, you know, in the background. We were just like making her aware of the situation and she ran in the hallway and he got he just got in trouble because of the scene of everybody saw what he was doing. Lucas made a scene. Step number four. That's a great. <laughs> that's some solid was, advice yeah. right there, by the way. Yeah. I love that you it call it really make cool. a scene. I, we, that's basically what we told Julian. He, too, was having an issue with another boy. Um, and we told him, like, you know, you could say to him, like, why are you doing that? Leave me alone. Why did you just call me that? And just kind of say it really loud so the teacher can hear or the lunch monitor or someone else can, you know. Um, another thing that taught Ju Julian, yeah. too, was to also, like, ask a question back. Like, why are you saying that? Why did you say, you know, like, just to question someone. Like, are you okay? Um, because sometimes people, kids don't realize for him to say, like, don't do that again. Don't say that again. I don't like that joke. I don't like when you touch me like that. Um, because it just points out the bad behavior. And then some kids, they don't realize. Like, they think they're having mm -hmm. fun. Or they think you're in on the joke. Yeah. Or they're just being plain mean. And they... You know, they need to be pointed out. And it's so hard to have your child try to model this behavior because not every parent tells their child to do that. Like, for example, when Julian was dealing with this one boy, um, this was in kindergarten. And so the mom was like, oh, I heard that, you know, my child's making fun of your child. I don't like that. You tell Julian that when he sees so-and-so, to to make fun of him to make fun of his glasses and stuff like that and i said oh no that's that's not i love how she told you what to do with your like, child you tell um, julian I like, no i don't know how or, or. <laughs> i was like well i said to her, i said well that's not how we're trying to raise julian um but i would appreciate if you tell your child to stop making fun of him you know because it's hurting his feelings yeah so she's like oh, oh okay well you know um she didn't really like that idea. <laughs> She's like, wait, somebody told me how to be a parent. <laughs> I think that's part of like this whole this whole problem that I think a lot of people are facing now is that parents are trying to be the friends of their children instead of parents of their children. And um, you're gonna yeah. run across kids that um, think they're macho, think they're like this or that, you know, and they and they could act a certain way. And I don't think that it's the best advice anymore for us as parents to tell our kids like oh, you know, a bully just feels like they're, um, you know, they have low confidence, so they act this way. You're almost like saying to your kid, like, well, we can't control it. They're going to act mean to you and you just got to deal with it. That's not a solution. Correct. You know, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't solve it. It's yeah. almost the equivalent of saying like, oh, a boy likes a girl because he's like poking her or making her feel bad. It's stupidity. That's not, that's not anything. That's yeah. useless. You know, and I love, I love Mike and Sarah's yeah. advice because that is solid advice in the moment you're getting picked on nothing no one's doing anything about it make it stop in a way that it will definitely stop 
you know, and yeah, that's, it brings, it brings <laughs> exactly. attention to everyone, you know, you know, your kids come to you for like, Hey dad, mom, I want you to make this stop mm -hmm. because this, this is bothering me every day. And like, you can't be there for them. You, you got to teach them on, on how to handle their situations. And, uh, and you just hope that they're able to get through it. There's that fear that, you know, I remember the next day after we had the conversation, I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, oh, my God, is this kid bullying him? Is it is he going to do the the four choices that I right, told right. him? You know, and I'm like, and you're just you're just hoping and praying that he that everything comes out all right for them and that he's able to persevere. Just one it. more thing real fast, because you brought it up. I think that is probably wise to um, just to acknowledge this because because we you know, the three of us do have kids that are a little bit older after having some of these experiences, um, going over, you know, going over the teacher isn't always the best idea. So, um, step one, I think would definitely be to reach out to the teacher, um, before yeah. you go hot and heavy and hit the principal right away. Um, obviously, you know, if it's yeah. a bus issue, you know, you could call the school, call the principal, talk to the bus driver, definitely talk to the bus driver because they don't want to be caught, you know, um, not knowing what's going on. Um, and, you know, sometimes if the adult is a problem, that's a different story entirely. But it's good to get, you know, all eyes and stuff. These days, which is pretty wild, too, because our, our son, um, Ethan, had, you know, an issue on the bus with the kid and, you know, was, was picking and fooling around with a lot of kids and, you know, banging them and throwing them on the floor. The first thing the bus uh, driver did and, and uh, the principal, they went back and they reviewed the tapes. Because they're uh, now the bus company looks at the videos. They go back. They're like, we're gonna need about forty eight hours, oh, wow. and then they, they review the tapes. And it's almost like CSI or something like that. Like you feel like you're yeah. like it's like a crime <laughs> investigation, you know. But it's it's you know sometimes these things take time, and and as a parent, all you want is answers like stat. You know, it's like four o'clock, school's over. Like what is Hard. going on? Right. No, I so said that's the tough part. Is like wait, you know, is waiting for the answer, especially dealing with your child, especially dealing with a boy, because you're like, when will this might possibly turn physical? You know. And I think a thing too is that, um, you know, whether it's boys or girls or indifferent, um, one of the things that I think that we found, and I'm sure very many parents find, is like when you raise your kids, they don't they're not being brought up the same way as other kids on the block. Everybody's raising their mm -hmm. kids differently, um, yep. and one of the things that I think that is um, powerful, they mentioned in this article, is bring, bringing up overheard praise. So, th so this is different. So telling your kids specifically to them that, hey, you did a wonderful job, that's great. They sometimes tune that out after a while. Um, but one of the things that, um, this this sounds like it's unrelated, but I promise you it is. We had a, we had a birthday party for yeah. Jacob years ago at this movie theater. So um, one of the movie theaters close by in town um, allows you to book the entire theater. It's kind of a great deal. And then you um, you pick a movie. The whole theater's yours. You have 30 kids. You pay a set price. The parents say you spend a little bit more money. So anyway, long story short, um, whatever it was, it was like Toy Story uh, 4. Now I'm really dated because this was a while ago. And um, I remember um, <laughs> at the time, the movie hasn't started yet. And I'm watching, and I see like, there's boys in his class and I'm like, they're like climbing and jumping over the seats from row to row. And I'm like, mm, I'm like ready to come unglued. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and like, I'm looking around like this parents are like, what you like, you want to, you want to get involved? Cause I will. And, um, and then it's like, you know, sometimes you'll have like a parent will pick up two of the boys in, in a carpool. And it's like, what is going on? And I'm, and I'm sitting there and I remember distinctly talking. So when, when you have parties of like this, usually they have like a person that works the party and then they come into the room, they have the popcorn there, whatever. So I remember specifically saying to, um, you know, the, the, the woman that was at the party working it and I tipped her extra because I felt so bad at this ridiculousness. Um, 
like how I, I was so upset and bothered by the way the other boys were, were acting. And then um, I'm so proud of my son because he didn't get involved in that. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't take away from how some of the boys were acting. And I remember seeing him after it. He was so happy, like when he when he heard me talking about him, but not to him directly. And I think that there's something to be said about when kids hear you talking about them, they get like a little bit like, ooh, you know, they like to hear they like to hear what you're saying yeah. about them because there's definitely a difference what you say to them. They almost think that when you talk about them to other people, that you that you spin the story in a much different way or that you say things differently. So sometimes they'll overhear you talking about them, and if you are talking about things that they did and that that they should be proud of, I think it really hits them in a different way. Luckily, luckily, uh, you know, I talk to my kids about those situations, but other parents don't. And, you know, they allow their kids to do these things. It's know? brutal. I, I, I despise situations like that because you're like, you weren't raised to do that. And I'm like, you know, saying like, yeah. I'm like, let me march my butt over yeah. and speak at a full volume. Like, all right, cool. Everybody's in a seat. Fantastic. We're going to sit in those seats. Two cheeks in a seat, baby. No, but it's crazy because, like, you know, you got, like, you know, kids. I love it. That's, that's definitely going to be an AI poster. Yeah. Two I feel like sometimes a little sarcasm with humor, you know, it needs to be done. Um, it's crazy. I, but I feel like um, a lot of it, too, is, like, they pick up on your general, um, you know, they pick up on your demeanor in situations like that. Um, and I think, like, my, my older son, I feel like he oh, shies yeah. away from, like, crazy um, acting kids, which are mostly boys, um, because of that, you know, cause, cause maybe he sees like how I react and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me right now. But like, you know, I think he just likes, likes yeah. quieter, nicer kids and, and it's just in general. So, you know, some boys are a little bit more quiet, a little shy, a little, like, you know, more calm. He hangs up mostly girls and it's my older guy and it's, and that's just like how he's grown to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's totally understandable. It's the, the look. look. The it's the look that all the parents give. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember being younger. My mom gave me the look when I was acting up, and I was like, "Oh no, I messed up." And then as soon as we got home, I, I was knew just I gonna up. say that. You know what? It's <laughs> you funny know? you mentioned that because like, there's different versions of this. There's like when you're home and they mess up, or there's like when you're out and then you give them the look, and then they know they have to just wait now until they get into the car or home until you <laughs> oh, yeah. discuss this. Exactly. Exactly. My wife gives me that look too. Uh, the look. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> another thing. Uh, let's see. Is in the article. Okay, so this is an interesting one. So in the article, uh, one of the things that really stood out, and I think that we've brought this up um, multiple times, and I feel like when we bring this up, it's almost a reminder to ourselves. It's about being present in the moment, and it, it was kind of a combo thing. It was being present in the moment, talking to them, and don't just fill it up with tasks. Like Sarah, we were talking about before before the show started, just like what you were saying, like how little time you have with your kids, like in general after school, right? Yep. Yeah, and then like Imagine you, if you're you know, just like, yep. You, listen, they, <laughs> yeah. yep, yep, sure, ditto. Um, no, I, so when you think about it, we get you get your child back from school, and it's like four o'clock, let's say. Then everything happens in between, between the scheduling, the dinner, the whatever, the homework. You really don't have that much time with them. So what they're trying to say is that I think especially for boys, like kind of going back to the chores and allowance thing, this is where things get complicated. Um, you want them to have some sort of chore or some sort of responsibility outside doing their homework. But you don't want to fill it up with every second of, did you do this? Do you do that? Why isn't that done? I told you this again. Um because you're not allowing for like real conversations, you know? So like, I think one of the things I like to do with Julian when he gets home is that he knows that he's allowed to have like a little bit of downtime, get himself together and then get back to doing schoolwork. You know, sometimes I tell him to come in the kitchen, do your homework while I am cooking, you know? And we, that's where we kind of chit chat sometimes, you know? 
or if I'm doing an errand, I'm like, come, come in the car. Let's, you know, like you want to keep mom company. And then, you know, conversations happen. You know, what I've also been noticing now, and maybe you guys would know better is because, you know, your kids are a little bit older than mine. But um, as Lucas gets older, uh, you know, and he's in pre-teen stage, he's 10 years old. It's like now there's this independence that is he wants to have. He wants to like kind of be in his room a lot. And I'm kind of like kind of forcing him out of his room more. So, you know, I don't know, maybe with older boys, do you guys see that? you know, in your older boys where they want to kind of be more by themselves? Yeah, I I feel like they do, but I feel like I don't, I kind of look at the room as like you're on vacation and like the room is the least amount of space you should be spending your time in. (laughs) I don't really want them. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm, I would be rather, I rather that they go to another room in the house and be on the couch doing something than being in the room by themselves, you know? Yeah, me too. Cause I'm going in their bed and in yes. their blankets. I'm like, what do you, it was like, it looks like they're depressed or something. I kind of want them to like, you know, be on the yeah. bed, like sit, no, go, I, you know, into some sunlight. Well, Julian likes to play with his guys, like on the, you know, uh, video games and stuff like that. So, but sometimes I'm like, you got to get out right. dude, because one, you're destroying your room. Cause you, like, you're just doing dumb stuff in there. And then two, it's like, yeah. hello, I haven't seen you. Like get your butt down here. Um, but they also said like, meet your kid halfway at the same time. Like if your kid is passionate about something, they said to like join them. Um, it's like Julie and I, we, we done Legos together. We play video games. Gene is a big sports dude. And he, like everyone kept saying to him, like when we, we knew we were having a boy, like, oh, he's going to love sports. He's going to get like all the sports and the football and the basketball. And Gene always was like, no, nah, man, like whatever he's into, I'm going to follow whatever he does. Um, so Julian is a Marvel DC kind of dude. And Gene is not that. He was, <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was not into any of that. Not that he didn't like them. He just wasn't into it. That wasn't his thing. Um, and like Julian has taught him everything about the metaverse, everything he ever needs to know about stuff. And Gene always makes sure he takes him to like the newest uh, movie that's out and stuff like that. That's um, awesome. So I think like that's yeah, something that's that great. and like now Julian's a little bit more into sports, like watching it and like Gene always tries to include him. Um, like there's like a little fancy football league that they do together where Julian like does the picks and stuff. I think he's also fallen off off the wagon there, too. And Gene's like, dude, like you left me behind in this fantasy league. Like um, but like he tries to get him involved, like with his interests and also involved in Julian's interests. So like I think that's like. I think that's good, you know, and I think it's hard sometimes, you know, because you want them to kind of going back to like we're talking about basketball and wanting to play like different sports. Like you want your kids to like the same things you like, but they also got to be their own kid. Their own I like what you brought up about um, about Gene kind of like every so often touching base and asking him if he wants to be part of his hobby, because like it's easy to um, I think it's easy as a parent to like almost like let the pendulum sw- swing too far in one direction we are always trying to jump in and be there for your kid's hobby, which you should be. But then like, it can't be like um, a thing where they don't, where they don't learn how to share. And then they, it's good for them to like, not do a hobby they enjoy and, and join in on maybe the other siblings hobby or, 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 you know, jump in with you if you're doing something or like go to a basketball game, if you like basketball, just to be there and be present and maybe enjoy it in some way. Um, just before the show, Ethan, has gotten all the Dungeons and Dragons, and he is um, he's doing like the the, the um, out school. Like basically, it's like a you can sign for a class, and something will go on like once a week. So he does this out school Dungeons and Dragons thing, and um, he was like creating his own campaign, 
and we sat down. So it was, so Noah's watching a TV show in the back. He's watching lots and lots of episodes of Bluey. Um, and Jacob, Ethan, myself, <laughs> my wife are sitting down to try to like do this campaign where Ethan's a dungeon master. And Jacob is like losing his freaking mind. He's so frustrated with with, with Ethan's <laughs> rules. He's getting upset. He's like, "You're not oh, listening to me. Yep. What's in the room?" And Ethan's like, "You have to look in the room first. Jacob's like, "What's in the room?" And I'm like, "You can't find out what's in the room. Do you look in the room?" And it was like just this. You could see it. It's just a power battle. And um, and I kind of like initially, my wife and I were like, "Should we just let Jacob not be part of this?" And they we're like, "You know what? This is done because." This is he constantly is going to Jacob's um, like music and Taekwondo mm-hmm. and everything else. I'm like, you know what? Jacob could sit his butt down and he could sit there for Ethan's Dungeons yeah, Dragons. Yeah. He could roll some dice and he can Absolutely. just be there whether he likes it or not. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to say we support each other. This is those moments that it's a hobby that you don't like, but we're going to support your brother, meaning you are going to grab your character sheet, you're going to play your character, you're going to play your yeah. paladin, and you're going to sit with your dice. <laughs> and we did. And, um, and we, we had to set a certain amount of time because we couldn't play for hours. You know, we did like an hour, a 45 minute yeah, session. Yeah, it was yeah. fine. Right. We, had, we know their breaking point. But um, I think that was like a moment where like I my gut instinct told me to stop and we looked at my wife and looked at each other like "Mm, not this time. You know, I think maybe that was the right move. I think so, too. That sounds good with my with Lucas. He you know, I thought when he he was going to be a avid Star Wars lover like me and (laughs) he's he likes it. But he's, you know, the way he loves Godzilla is the way I love Star Wars. And I like Godzilla, but I'm not in love with Godzilla like he is. You know, the relationship would never <laughs> so, work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But what's cool is we both kind of, we kind, we both uh, be a part of each other. Like I'll sit and watch Godzilla movies with him when the new Godzilla movies come out. And again, it's cool. I like it. But I love Star Wars and he'll sit and watch like the new Star Wars content that comes out on Disney and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be there for each other in our interests, even though we're not, uh, we don't feel the same way about that. I feel that way too, especially like with interests and like movie and TV, that sort of thing. It's really easy to be like, these are the things I like. This is what I want to watch. That's the end of it. But like, I've had opportunities where like, for example, like Avatar, the last airbender airbender is coming out this week. And um, Ethan um, oh, yeah. wanted to watch Avatar, the cartoon originally. And I remember seeing it like once years before. And I'm like, this is like the stupidest childhood show. I do not want to watch this. <laughs> and um, I sat down with him and I got past the first 20 minutes of the episode after realizing that I was a moron. And this was the best show I've ever seen. It's so good. And we watched it. And he, <laughs> Ethan and I watched this together. And I'm so glad that he sat down to watch this and asked me to watch it with him. Because, well, number one, it turned to be excellent. But number two, that um, I didn't have to stick with what I wanted. And I just sat with him and did what he wanted. And we loved it together. We experienced it together. And like, there's something to be said about like you as a parent, like it's easy to become the tour guide all the time. We're like, I like this one. Or like you, you show them something that you experienced once before, but it's a whole lot cooler to be in the ride together and enjoy it together for the first time through a fresh set of eyes. And it's fun, you know? And I love that. Um, Jacob shows me different games and Ethan shows me, you know, different TV shows that he wants to do. And, you know, Noah puts on different episodes of Bluey, I guess. But there's something to be said about it. And it's just fun (laughs) or like just get into the moment. Um, One thing I think we should talk about, too, is um, defending yourself and martial arts and fighting and standing up for yourself. And that seems like it seems to go in tandem with raising boys. Um, You know, one thing that I think we were, um, you know, at one point, I think Jacob was like, 
trying to figure out like emotions and different kids and like standing up for himself because he would be the kind of kid that kind of like dropped his eyes um, and avoid eye contact in a, in, in a moment of confrontation. I think that um, almost made situations worse for him because he didn't like come across as confident. And I think that in the time mm-hmm. we were like, you know what, maybe yeah. this kid should do, should do something about it. And we never were planning on doing like Taekwondo or martial arts until um, when he was younger, he had um, physical therapy that he needed just because he had kind of a weaker um, lower core. And one of the things that they said is sign up for swimming or try martial arts. And we did swimming and it didn't really help. I really honestly believe that would build strength in him. And it, it, it didn't do a whole lot for us. So we're like, let's just try the martial arts thing. And we went to Taekwondo. And um, the first day we went, he cried and almost quit. And then we um, he saw one of his <laughs> friends from school. Uh, this kid, Logan, is a great kid. He's like, oh, hey, Jacob, you, t- you trying this? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm currently this belt. I'm doing this. And that moment, like, boom, he was in. He was into it. And, um, you know, the, the Taekwondo wasn't like... It's not like Karate Kid where he's like fighting, um, you know, six guys dressed like skeletons. He is um, he's learning confidence. (laughs) And I think it's like something to be said about um, that level of confidence I've seen in my kid. um, And this hasn't necessarily um, been dealing with conflict. But I do see that um, confidence is incredibly important um, in, in young boys. And one of the things that I think include that is with any sort of activity, it could be soccer, basketball, art, doesn't matter, having an opportunity where you are working with younger kids and they're looking up to you and you're doing some degree of coaching or teaching. And I think that for, for my older guy, I think I, I it's it's like night and day. I watch him, I'm like, wow, this kid's gotten a little bit more confident. He's showing kids how to do stuff. And um, yeah. that part of the martial yeah. arts, I think, um, was really beneficial. And, um, you know, it depend, my, my kids are different. My middle guy is like, he wants to get his black belt and be done with it. Um, Jacob is, is somewhere <laughs> in between his first and second Don for his black belt. And, um, Noah's like, I want to do soccer. So, you know, everyone's different, but, um, I think like <laughs> there's something there. And, um, you know, I, I think I know Mike, you you know, your, your guy's done some, um, Hikido or something like that. Right. And then Julian's done some stuff too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's done Kempo. I just made and, up a different uh, martial arts. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but uh, Lucas again uh, wasn't really into sports. Um, you know, and we were just struggling with finding him something to do. And um, actually, like like Logan with Jacob, um, uh, Lucas had a friend named Gina, or still has a friend named Gina, and uh, she had said, oh, why don't you try Kempo with me? And we wound up going, and he loved it the first time, and it's been his go-to thing every, uh, you know, he, he like, looks to go to his practice. And to what speak to what you were saying, we like all the things that it teaches rather than just, like, conflict resolution. It teaches self-discipline, confidence, uh, respect, you know, all those all those things that you kind of want your kids to be raised on and grow up and to grow up knowing, you know, I'm not looking for my son to be the next like best fighter. And then you'll see like a lot of people kind of bash uh, the martial arts because like it's not realistic in a real fight or they wouldn't know what to do because it's not like MMA or something different. But there's more to it than just fighting. And that's what I like. I think about it also it, goes you know? to like when, when you're like, you, cause our, our Dojang Dojang is in like a shopping center. So like when you, when you're there uh-huh. and sometimes occasionally you'll see like kids will, like teenagers will drive by on their bicycles or like, or um, <laughs> bicycles, like maybe they drive their bikes or like they, you know, <laughs> or they're like making comments or noises. Um, the sensei will go outside. I'm like, you guys want to come inside? 
And it was like, he's like, and then yeah. they'll come back. He's like, you know, you see those guys making fun of it. How many of those kids are in here doing or doing? How many kids in your class are doing this? And yeah. and then the kids are like, oh, yeah. n- like none. They're like none. How about you? I was like, oh, one. You know, and it's like that moment where you're like, you know, yeah. people talk a big game and they cover up their emotions sometimes by acting a certain way. And I think it's kind of important for kids to to realize that um, one of the things that is beneficial as a parent, if you are thinking of just kind of like checking out any sort of martial arts is maybe you could sit back and like go to one class for free, whatever it is, sit back and watch the discipline and, and how um, the kids act towards each other. Because I feel like it's not a good situation unless the kids are like being respectful to one another. Um, one of the things early on that we liked about this dojang was that um, when the kids would, would run for warm up, you weren't allowed to lap or pass another kid. And I think that was super, super duper important because like if you um, you can't pass on the kid, you know, you're supposed to run a certain way, like not like take shortcuts. And if somebody falls, you stop and you help them up. Like those are the three rules. And just the idea that you're not competing, yeah. but you're working together and you're not passing that to me, I was like, OK, there's something good here. You know, this is a good this is a good situation. Um, and and kind of like tying into um, maybe like, you know, defending yourself and martial arts and all this stuff, I think that does lead to a small conversation about emotion. And especially, Mike, you brought it up about like younger, um, when, when you're, you know, you have a son, he's reaching a certain age. Listen, let me tell you a little story. When boys hit like nine or 10 years old, their little tween <laughs> emotions are like cranked oh, yeah. up to yeah. 11 and yeah. it is insane. Yeah, like burst out of crying yep. for no yep. reasons and like frustration. Yep. And I think that um, yep. in this article too, they pointed out how like when there's anger, Anger is rarely the real emotion. It's usually like it's usually they're sad or they're <laughs> bummed out or they're frustrated, but the anger isn't really how they're feeling. And um, it's hard, but sometimes you got to tap into what it, what are the things that's really bothering them. And if they're nine and ten, there's nothing you could do because they're insane. But there's uh, there's something to be said about. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that with Julian? Like like is it like all of a sudden you're like yeah. what is happening to my child it, right now? I right, but he's usually so sweet and gentle, and sometimes he gets like angry, um, or he'll come downstairs and like, Wah! and he's I'm like, what's the matter? He's like, so and so said something, you know, like over like the the oh, like console, chat whatever. Like the, the chat or whatever, you know, or he made fun of me for saying saying something like that or doing something. And usually it's always around a, a video game at some point, you know, for the most part, you know, because um, Julian's like finding like a nice group of guys like, and girls right. that he hangs out with. And, you know, but um, like, yeah, they get like angry. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm like, what's going on? You know, um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely the, the anger is there, you know, at times. Yeah, I see. I see Lucas a lot uh, now with uh, this kind of like attitude, rolling the eyes, and kind of like it's starting. And you know, we've been talking about it, and and uh, <clears throat> we've been working it out. But um, you know, I noticed that he was angry about certain things, like, and he didn't know how to express them. And um, when we talked about it, um, this is why I reassured him. I'm like, this is why, you know, we're here for you. This is why we have the family council. You talk to us about these things. And I, I think it's just important to make sure that your, not only your sons, but your kids know that they could always go to you for anything, whatever it is. And they're not going to be looked at in any different way because actually what he was, he was in like a, they, he got put in a group chat on like uh that was uh to make fun of somebody and he oh, didn't even yep. want to be a part Jesus. of it he didn't want to be a part of it he didn't and he never answered anything in it he never said anything in it but he didn't know how to leave it 
he, you know, because it was one of his closest friends and then he didn't know how to leave the chat too because he didn't like it. So I said, this is why you have to talk to us. So like we could help you through it. We could tell you what to do. We could, you know, help you make it so that you're not a part of this, you know, because honestly, but you are a part of it because you're in the chat. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Even though you didn't say anything, you know, even though you didn't mention anything or make fun of anybody, you're still included in the group, you know? So if these kids get in trouble, you could definitely get in trouble because you're part of the group too. That you definitely know? reminds, oh, that, yeah. that makes me think of a, you know, a, a, we're going to be talking about that in a few weeks when it comes to uh, internet safety yes. and things about with your kids. Um, I like that. Yeah, but speaking yeah. of, uh, you know, things getting misconstrued and lost in the translation uh, this week, the question is uh, what, what gets misconstrued in your house um, in the translation from adult to kids? Does that happen when you're trying to teach them a lesson? You're trying to teach them how to raise them right. Um, what gets misunderstood? We'd love to hear from you if you have questions or comments for us, a topic or an idea, or that question. Um, you could get in touch with us here at one. You could call and leave a message in our Hey Other Parents voicemail line, 559 Lay Kids or 559 537 5437. You could email the show at heyotherparents at gmail.com. Or three, uh, you could join us on Instagram or Blue Sky with the handle at other parents. We'll try to give a date with show info, polls, more. And of course, uh, our AI each week of ridiculous moments that we can't help but focus on as we go through the show. Uh, at this part of the show, we're going to get to our last segment, which of course is time to unplug. Because don't forget, you'll be a better we if you take care of me. But this week specifically for me, I have to tell you about a snack. Now, my friends, there's Pirate's Booty. And that, of course, is a wonderful opportunity to go to the high seas and get some get some doubloons. But when <laughs> you snack. are in Trader Joe's, <laughs> occasionally you might walk down the snack aisle. And there in front of you to the left-hand side on the lower shelf, near maybe yours is different than mine, there is a certain type of Pirate Booty. That is Cacio e Pepe Puffs. Now, fancy you say? Of course it's fancy. <laughs> too much uh, air in the bag? Probably. At two fifty dollars a bag, these are the most delightful little snacks. And um, on a total, without joking around, I actually have a, a slight allergy to soy. So when it comes to snacks that have like soy oil or, or things like that, I can't have it. This snack is soy free. This is like a yes. peppery, kind of like a little cheesy. It's got a little kick to it. This is the perfect snack. So when I get home from work, um, I usually am cooking dinner and stuff, have a little snack while I'm while I'm cooking. And th- don't even ask. This is so strange. I started having these things a couple times a week. I put the bag, I dump the bag part in like a, a bowl, and I grab I grab chopsticks because <laughs> I'm insane. And I take I chopsticks <laughs> as I'm cooking dinner because if your hands are dirty, it's kind of fine because you're not touching the food. So I eat <laughs> these little guys with chopsticks. <laughs> so what? I go through an entire bag when I do it, but it's fine. So they are delightful. <laughs> if you like something a little peppery, it's got a little kick to it. So Cacio Pepe is like a dish from Italy where it's like, um, you know, it's just basically pepper, Parmesan cheese, a little, a little pasta water that they kind of put together. And it's like a really good dish. It's very simple, but it's like really, really famous. So they took that flavor and they kind of mixed it into a little snacky, chippy kind of thing. And they are so good. So um, if you're looking for something a little different, I, I thought Ooh. I do a lot of TV. I do a lot of movies. Try some different video games. Last week was an essay. This week is a snack with Have me, a baby. Snack with Have it. a snack with me. Grab your chopsticks. <laughs> chopsticks are not optional in this case. Chopsticks and the cashew baby, and you enjoy yourself a little treat. Um, Sarah D, what do you have there? Good time. Oh, so you know when I am when I am not doing a podcast or cleaning the house, I am traveling back and forth <laughs> from one place to the other, dropping children, doing errands. You know, dropping I actually beats like too. to. I know. Apparently, <laughs> I love. I do actually like driving. I just like a little time for like myself, and my thoughts. Uh, so if I'm not listening to an ebook, 
Spotify now has his DJ, and I think his name's like DJ X. He's like some AI dude. And oh, really? Through, yeah, like through your likes, wow. like your like songs, he kind of um, starts compiling lists for you. And he's like, hey, Saturday vibes are usually this. I'm like, I really do listen to that song on a Saturday. Um, and what I, <laughs> what I like about it is that like you can skip stuff. You're like, I'm not really in the mood to like turn up in the club in the in my car. And he's like, oh, you're not in the mood for that? Cool. I got something else for club. you. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, I like that. So like, I have to say the the AI they got it right. I like this guy. He's cool dude, cool DJ. You know. And how do you? It, it just shows up like it's yeah. on. It, like when you're playing, you'll see it somewhere like on the on the phone. Like it, it's just like a little icon or something. Yeah, it's like um, there's like so you have like the little tabs like your like list, your whatever li- like gym workout list, whatever you got you set up. Um, and then the DJ the shows up as <laughs> your DJ. <laughs> it's just it literally just says DJ has a little circle. You press on it and then he he goes off and does does his thing. So this week I have a show that you could have a snack with. Well, look at the signs together. <laughs> uh, it's Halo. It's Halo Two, and it's it, I'm, I'm sorry. It's Halo, but it's season two. And I saw season one. And uh, if you're a big Halo fan like myself, uh, you, most Halo fans were disappointed with season one. Yeah, Cortana and, wasn't doing it, right? Uh, nah, it was just really it. Uh, it was it was bad, but. I was like, all right, you know what? Another season coming out. Let's give it another try. And season two is, it started off strong. And then I'm like, okay, this is kind of just like the same as season one. But I think it's kind of slowly building up. So I'm kind of interested to see how it uh, it ends off. And uh, Did they redeem themselves? Is it is it better? The first episode was really cool. You know, there was a lot of Halo action in there and then the rest has just been like meh, meh. okay so maybe sometimes <laughs> certain things don't translate but, well to video games right it, but yeah that's my that was my whole thing i was like i want to see how this translates from a video game to a show and um i'm i think it's gonna get better i'm hoping for it and i and i wanted to mention it because if you know, if you if you liked halo it's it's got some really cool scenes on it and uh and it, it spoke to me for a little bit, at least. So, <laughs> you know what? It's worth trying, right? And I can tell you right now, I know, I know what my right. um, one more thing's gonna be for next week. It's definitely going to be Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, because it sounded like there I was talking go. smack at it originally, and I, it deserves nothing but respect. <laughs> because the new live Avatar: The Last Airbender <laughs> is happening on Thursday. So, by the time you're listening to this, uh, it will have already. You'll see Monday. Yeah, it already have aired, but um, it, we do this a couple days ahead of time. So, um, but I will definitely in the next one be talking about that. I think we're just about out of time on raising the boys. We talked about the sports. We talked about, you know, uh, different emotions and personalities and how they're crazy when they're nine and going to martial arts and playing basketball and football and soccer and doing fantasy football, doing Mortal Kombat, playing Lego with your children and asking them what's going on in the car ride because sometimes you just have to be in a good location to chat with your child. But we'd like to take a special moment to thank our listeners and supporters for donating to the show. If you want to help support the show so we can keep making episodes like this one, we could, we have a link to donate in our show notes. If you don't have the means to do so, we totally get it, but we would always appreciate it if you tell your friends or family about our podcast so we can reach more parents on this wild parenting journey together. Um, and if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we won't stop you. We can't wait to explore this parenting thing again next week on Hey the Parents because the three of us and all of you. Don't forget to hug your kids and charge your Chromebooks. That's going to do for me, for Mike, and for Sarah. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.